Welcome to Kick-Ass Boomers, giving you the motivation and inspiration you need to make the most of your later years. Whether you're still in the planning stages or you're several years in, we'll share stories from boomers who refuse to act their age and continue to live a life inspired. Let them show you how being old can be new if you know what to do with your host, Terry Lorbeer. Hello and welcome to Kick-Ass Boomers. My guest today is Randy Alexander. Randy entered the U.S. Air Force in November 1973 and served with distinction before being honorably discharged in January 1978. He attended Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University, graduating with a B.S. in Aviation Management and received the Distinguished Alumni Service Award for his contributions and achievements as a student and alumni. He went on to a 10-year career in corporate aviation sales and marketing until a sickness sidetracked his career in his early 30s. And then he went on to spend 15 years in health advocacy following his life-threatening diagnosis. Welcome, Randy. How are you today? I'm good, Terry. Thank you for inviting me. This is going to be so fun. And you know what? Guess where I'm going to be today? I'm going to be bold and not old. Good for you. I love that. I think, but yeah, I love hearing. I love that when you say, and you know, you got an airplane in your logo. That it means, I said, oh, she's got to be I wonderful. Know. She has an airplane in her logo. So I love Terry. That's so, right. That's but, right. And that, that airplane is saying that it's a little granny pilot with purple hair that if you want to learn to fly in your yes. 70s or 80s, go for it. Yes. There are no limits. Go for it. I you love are, that little granny pilot. She's so cute. <laughs> it, it is. It's adorable. And I'll tell you, it suits you to a T. And a little bit yes. of know you, I've not ever met you before. I've texted you email, but you're, I'm so glad we met. Right. Because I love people, except for the bad people who got who are stupid or don't, you know, you know, they're, they're mean or evil. There's right. a lot of evil people in the world. And that's why we're doing what we're doing is because we want to help people with good in the good realm. And 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 hope to help them from going falling off into the bad realm, which so many people are just you know they're just closed minded about. Absolutely, and, and it's un and it's terrible because you know in both our fam your families you know people I my family I have people that said no this is obvious this is obvious the obvious I'm not going to talk politics I'm going to talk health. health one of the reasons I'm going to what I want to do is that. With what there's three things that I stand for with what I'm doing. It is health, wealth, and freedom. And if you do not have freedom, you don't have no wealth. If you don't have your health, you have no wealth or freedom. And your health is your wealth. And I take it from me. I have three genetic disorders. Oh, wow. Hereditary mm. hemochromatosis, which is a, is a genetic iron disorder. And when I was sick in my early 30s, 33, I was diagnosed with a rare disease that was going to kill me in six months. And I go, <laughs> wow. Okay, well, what is it? Well, it's, we don't know, but it's six months. You know, why are you getting six months? Is it cancer? Well, it could be, but we don't know. And I said, and why well, would you even say six months if you don't know? You don't know. Because he, I had this gastroenterologist told to me, yep. he said, go home. And put your affairs in order. You are kidding me. No. And I oh. sat in the waiting room of his office for seven hours in a total shock and dismay. Oh, my and goodness. I was I was totally in shock. I mean, it went the, the time went by like 30 minutes. and But I had been here for like seven hours. They had to kick me out of there. And I didn't know what it was. And I was scared to death. And then and that was my first journey, beginning of my journey of determining that you know, doctors don't know everything. And number one, and the one thing I want your viewers to understand is that if I had not taken control of my health and had asked questions and been a pain in the rear end to a lot of doctors and people, yep. I would have died. If I had somebody tell me, do this, this, and that, this, this is your limitations, this is what you can't do, is I love what you said about the airplane, people. It is a state of mind. It's an attitude. And if you're healthy, 
and, and, and you're able to function in life, God has you here for a reason. And part of it is to enjoy your life and to also contribute to help others. Now, right. I went, you know, and I'm 33, I, I basically what it is, and no one knew anything about it because no one had literally knew anything about it. And the, the, the one doctor that I went to, finally, he said, I can tell you, he was a general practitioner. Another thing, folks, if you have a, a doctor who is open-minded that will sit there and will listen to you, take the time to listen to you, listen to your questions and be honest with you. Right. That is the doctor that you want. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because most of them don't do that. They, they don't. really don't. You know how many doctors I've fired in my lifetime? Oh, me too. Tons of them. Me too. Because I'm not dealing with, number one, the arrogance that they know it all because they don't. They don't. And then people who want to know, you know, I, I, you don't have to be belittling and look at you. Well, you don't have a degree. Well, you know, when you have a disease or a disorder, which the disorder I have, which is genetic, which affects one in every 200 Americans. Wow. It's, it, yeah. It's Scotch. And Irish. they knew nothing about it like 20 yeah, years no, ago, right? About or, it. Nothing. It said oh, in the Merck Christ. manual, my primary physician, Dr. Princell, who I love and adore, Mark Princell, he says, right now, I don't know. He said, I think this is what you have. And I go, what's that? He says, I think it's some iron. It's, a, it's called bronze man's diabetes. And it was a little paragraph in Merck Manual that said really basically nothing. And he says, I think that's what you could have. Huh. He said, it's very rare. So long story short, I said, okay, if, if, if I'm going to die, I'm going to know in the world, it was going to kill me. Right. And I knew about it. And I went to the CDC, which I live in upstate South Carolina. I'm about three hours from Atlanta. I went down there and said, what do you know? What are you doing about hemochromatosis? And they looked at me and said, there's no such thing. I go, excuse me? There's no such thing. It's junk science. That's the key word. Yeah. yeah. So when they don't know, many. that's what they say. Or it's all in your head. Yeah. It's, yeah. We're oh, that. Yep. Yep. They, they gaslight you. And oh, now you know, there are a lot of people gaslighting the public. Oh, yeah. And so, and they do it to women, especially all the time. Yes. When we complain of things, it's all in our head. It's not yep. real. We've been, they, you know, women have been going through this for years. They, yeah. Men don't hear that as often, but we've heard it forever. I've heard you're, it since I was in my 20s. You're exactly right. Well, then I went to the National Institutes of Health and they says, no, we, how do you spell it? What is it? <laughs> okay, this is the NIH. This is supposed to be the place where they know everything, okay? Right. And I said, this by this time, I had gone to Washington. I decided I was going to do something about this. And I, I had lost everything, lost my career, lost my job, lost my insurance, had no money, was living in my mother, my parents' house. And I was, didn't know, and everybody thought I was crazy and lazy. And right. that, the doctor knew it all and that I didn't know anything. But when you have an illness, Terry, I think, as you know, that you may have experienced is that you start to learn everything you can. And then you want to seek out like-minded people, people who have this. Right. And I couldn't find anybody, but I found some people that were willing to listen to. I met a lady in Florida that had, there was an article in the Parade Magazine and I got in touch with her. And she goes, yeah, this is a bigger problem than making any attention. And I says, well, I'll give you some attention because that's what I'm good at. Right. Because <laughs> so, me, my secret is be a pain in their butt, in their face, and never go away. I told the CDC, I said, I had a doctor who finally called me up and said, Randy, ooh, I need to come. You need to come down here and stay a couple of days with my wife and I. I have something to tell you. Well, I had taken my medical records, my father's medical records, who died un 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 of it undiagnosed. And there was a lady in his office who for years was very, very sick, couldn't figure it was. She had like she had bronzing in the skin. She was very fatigued. She had tremendous headaches. She had abdominal problems. She had she had all kinds of problems. This stuff wow. eats you up if it's not detected. Well, he runs some tests on her. Guess what she has? Hemochromatosis. Oh and, and that's changed everything. And he says, we need to research this. And I go, yeah. <laughs> so we'll call Congress and get some money. And just get on their show, get on the road. And right. he goes, that's, that's not, I can't do that. And I go, what do you mean you can't do that? He says, I'm a government employee. I cannot solicit funds for research 
from the government because I'm an employee and it's not what right. we do. Right. And fortunately, I want to make this very clear to everybody. The Centers for Disease Control and the doctors and the people that I were working with at that time in the early 90s are not the same people. They're not the same attitude. Mm -mm. They are totally different. These people were dedicated and wanting to help and did help a lot. I ran into a tremendous lot of bureaucracy, especially when I went out and raised millions of dollars for the CDC and the NIH for programs. And then they are like, okay, well, we've had enough of you. You know, why don't you go and do right. something? Yeah. Crazy. And I said, no, hell no. <laughs> and, and it's not going to happen. You know, you, you're going to answer to me, too, because I've got all of these. I started a nonprofit organization called the Iron Disorders Institute. I separated from them from many years ago. There was some squabbles with some, you know, how people want, can do better when, you know, somebody's all successful and has done all the hard work. And, yep, yep. You know, and they're getting attention and they want to, you know, show you how it's really done. But anyway... I really went to went to Congress and said, hey, there is a problem here. And then I started learning that it was so common, but it was a genetic disorder, they thought. And so we were talking, you know, I was promoting that, hey, to members of Congress, hey, I had a chart, how many people in the United States in each state would have their, you know, people. And then I would say, look at your district, you know, and well, the Senate, I said, hey, Senator, you got X amount of people in your state and congressmen, you know, like in upstate South Carolina is tremendous Scotch Irish. And it's where it is. It's, it's a Scotch Irish. Well, anyway, long story short, we're talking and I'd been to Washington. I had worked part time job, did what I could, scraped up some money. My friends gave me some money and stuff. And I went to D.C., stayed with my cousin who lived up there and helped me, you know, find my way around. So I go waltzing up there, get all the plane, and the taxi driver on that first trip I went says, okay, where do you want to go to? And I go, the Russell office building. I had looked it up. It was Strom Thurmond's senator from South Carolina. Mm -hmm. his, his office was the Senate Russell office building. So he goes, okay. So he takes me, and then I get there, pay him 20 bucks, Get out of the office, get out, had my little suitcase, rest of my tie and suit. And I'm 30, 33 years old. Mm. And I go up there and I look and I go, oh, hell, what do I do now? <laughs> it's like, what is it? Uh, I was like, well, reality has hit me in the head. I'm going to do something. What is it I'm going to do? Well, I'm going to talk to people. How am I going to do that? I'm going to make friends. And I'm going to find some people with hemochromatosis. But I'm going to get some people who are going to pay attention to me some hell or why? Good and, for I you. and I found people and mm -hmm. I've been members of Congress. They had it that didn't know anybody. No movie stars. They had it that threatened lawsuits. If I opened my mouth, <laughs> there was, you wouldn't believe it. And my life was like, I used to sell airplanes. I used to went to college to sell airplanes, right? Corporate jets did good, had fun, not an easy job because I'm dealing with CEOs, lawyers, accountants, all with big egos. Oh, big, big egos. Big, big egos. Oh and it's like hurting cats. It's like, okay, this side wants to win. This side wants to win. I want to give this price. I want this. I want this. It's like, okay, so I'm the mediator. I'm right. the mediator. Right. And that's what I wind up doing in my life is I got people together and started mediating what it was that needed to be done to get things, you know, squared away. So anyway, I wound up getting into to the Washington Met people and they said, you need to go here, you need to go there, you need to go here, you need to go here, there. So I did that. So I was up there back and forth for a couple months at a time, staying with my cousin in Maryland and then going up there and made a tremendous impact and was able to as an individual. Now, I want people to understand something. You do not need hundreds of people who affect change in a good way. It only that, takes one or two or few who have the determination mm -hmm. and have the, 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 the patience. Oh, God, in Washington, the patience and have the, the, the intellect to sit down and strategize and kind of work together the best you can and know where the red line is as to what you'll put up with and what you won't. Right. And what you'll do and what you won't do. And you can affect change. And I did. And it was so funny because I'd been up there for like a year and there were people thought I was some big organization and I was everywhere. And I was just little old me, a worn out pair of shoes 
Right. And, and it had, could hardly, hardly make ends meet. Wow. But I was not going to, I did not want anybody to go with what I went through. Right. I went through a lot of pain. I went through severe depression, mm-hmm. had impotence at 33. That's a killer mm-hmm. for a man, a young man. It is something that, and then, then they found the treatment. And I always thought, well, you know, take a pill. Of course, that's like what you're thinking today. Take a right. pill. Take a right. pill. Okay. Right. That's where we're brainwashed to understand. Mm-hmm. Take yep. a pill. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it had to be really, really bad. It had to be taking pints of blood off of you. Therapeutic phlebotomies. Yep. It's like they, the old day, they drained your blood. Right, right. Well, it didn't drain the iron out. What it does, it takes the, the blood that siphons down. Mm-hmm. Then the red blood cells are used by the bone marrow mm-hmm. and it kicks it out. And the bone marrow grabs them, makes you red blood cells and gives you a pint back. So it's like, oh, we're a pint low. Okay, take the blood out. Get some blood back, and then you do it again, mm-hmm. and again, and again. Oh my god! Again, oh and I gosh. had, I had, I was getting four, one, two, three, four, two pints a week taken out, and I had to pay it two hundred dollars a pint to throw it away and put a hazardous label sticker on. Oh my god! And this is during the blood crisis of the nineties. I mean, Ugh. nobody want to do it. Okay, so anyway, so we did that, and I said, "There's some dang um way I'm going to figure." I I was so so hurt. And humiliated and depressed about they're taking something of me and throwing it away and putting a biohazard sticker on it. Right. It's really bad. And then I didn't like needles. Well, the first couple of months, you know, me trying to faint and them catching me and they put me in a chair from my blood (laughs) and I just prayed. And then long. So I finally said, okay, if this is going to save my life, I'm going to have to do this. I Mm -hmm. am going to do it because the first thing the doctor told us, he said, we didn't get along very well. And he came back and says, well, I got to tell you what the treatment is. And I think he had great fun to tell me because he didn't quite like me. He was all about money. And he goes, we're going to take your blood. And I go, what? Yeah, what? Excuse me. I never donated blood. I was in the Air Force. I went to donate blood and I passed down line. You know, <laughs> you know that, that, that's, that's a dark side, you know, a secret that I'm sharing with your viewers. But it's just, it's not, it wasn't for me. Right, and right. I thought, oh my gosh. So I've been having blood drawn out of me for the first eight months. I had about two pints a week drawn out for eight months. Oh, yeah. two pints a week. That's a lot of blood. Oh, yeah. But you know what? what? I started feeling really good. I started feeling better. And oh, I felt good, better. good. And I couldn't wait to go back there. Yeah. And then I said, what are you doing with this blood? Where right. We can't use it. And it I wasn't full of iron. So anyway, long story right. short, what I did is... I wound up making a name for myself in Washington, going around talking about this little thing that they hadn't yet discovered. Mm-hmm. I get a call one day from a company, from a public relations firm in San Francisco and says, Mr. Alexander, is this Randy Alexander? I go, yes. Oh, Mr. Alexander. And I'm in my mom's basement in a little tiny chair and, you know. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> one little place. And they think I'm on her phone. And saying, we understand you, if anything in the world of iron overload is something that you're the expert on and you know all about it. And I went, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, you know, and I was like all pumped up. You know, I was like, <laughs> who the hell is this guy? And right. they call up and says, well, then you, then you should. And then he did this on purpose. He goes, well, if you know all this, then you know they just discovered the gene for hemochromatosis. And I go, what? Uh-huh. He goes, and he laughed. And he goes, yes. And the company that discovered the gene has heard about you, and they want you to be the spokesperson on the announcement of this discovery. Wow. So I, he says, can you be out here tomorrow uh, in San Francisco? I go, yeah, if you send me a plane ticket, because I'm broke. Yeah. And, exactly. and I said, sure. Oh, my gosh. What? And he goes, wow. we'll talk to you all about it. So I got the VIP treatment. And, oh, uh, that's great. And <laughs> nice. I met the, the people and the, the, the gentleman who wound up being on one of my members of my scientific advisory board, which I had I had uh, what 17 scientists from around the world that I put together to experts on different things, anemia, overload, all kinds of stuff. And people that were studying <laughs> this, but weren't able to get anywhere and publish anything. So mm-hmm. anyway, so I went out to uh, San Francisco. And we were, 
went out there and met with all the people and, and, and they said, we got to see somebody who really has this. All we ever seen is blood samples and we have tissue and this and that, but we need a real right. Right. Well, here I am. And I was quite overwhelmed. I got choked up and, you know, I really started to cry. And that's, and you don't know what this means to me, what I've gone through and what millions of people are going through and they don't have a clue and the doctors are knowing about it and what I'm trying to do. And they guess, well, we're going to help you. And I said, awesome. So we became a team. And the next thing we did two days later, I'm leaving San Francisco, flying straight to Washington with the head of Mercator Genetics. And, wow. and then he, we were literally on CNN at the time when you could wow. halfway understand something. Right. You say, <laughs> I won't get into it. Right. I don't want to cause stir any controversy. Right. <laughs> but but in, the, in, in Washington, and people may not be aware of this, but in, there's, in every office in, in the Capitol, well, the, 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 all the Senate and the House office meetings, you know, offices, there are two television sets. One is in, if they're in the Senate side, you got the Senate TV, what's going on live with C-SPAN. Mm-hmm. And then you got the other one that's going on. It was always on CNN. It was breaking news. Well, we were on breaking news about every 20 minutes. So right. I was walking around Washington and my facing, oh, you're that guy. You're that guy. And all wow. of a sudden, you know, people, there were people nice and people, I don't know what I'm talking about. Blah, blah, blah. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for your information. Goodbye. Blah, blah, blah. And so anyway, then everybody wanted to talk to us. Everybody. Yep. And I would had, 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 it was very, this is what really happened. I had members of the House and Senate, both sides of the aisle, who took an interest, who were really sincere about what it was going on and their staffers. And I found a lot of people with this. Mm. And I, because we had figured out, and then when we had the gene discovery, then it was the whole other ball game. And Francis Collins, who was just recently retired or stepped down from the NIH director, he was head of the human genome project. And he was, they were mapping the human genome. And he was super excited because he said, this is the first this genetic disorder of something that we've discovered that we know and we can tell people about, and he can actually be treated. And actually the cure is the, is the diagnosis. When you know you have yeah. this, you Phenomenal. can get better. I've been living this since I'm 68, uh, January 13th. I do mm. think I look 68. How do you think? I look? No, you look great. Okay, you don't look. I got a, ch- I got a, no, chubby I don't see ch- any wrinkles. <laughs> now I got a chubby cheek. I'm trying to get off the cat, all the coke. Right. Okay. <laughs> That's my dark secret. Terry, you're pulling all my secrets out of me. Oh, good. Good. Oh, Lord. <laughs> but anyway, but anyway, it, it, you know, we were able to, Get somewhere we were able to. Oh, I got the attention of the CDC and I ate it real good. And I got to tell you something, this is really, really dang funny. Right now, I'm not happy with the CDC. I'm not happy with the NIH. I'm not seeing all that everybody is bad, but the top level people are political and it's bad in what they're doing and saying. And I don't agree with them. Right. And if they can't do what they're supposed to do, then they need to not be funded. Right. They're plain simple. And when they told me there was no such thing as hemochromatosis, well, two and a half years later, I get a letter from the director of the Center of Disease Control, and I've got, I'm going to put on my website, this is, thank you, Mr. Alexander, for all the work you and your organization have done in your commitment, blah, 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 blah. And we have determined that hemochromatosis is the most common genetic disorder in human beings. Oh, my goodness. The most common when no the, one even knew what it was just a couple of years before that. That's exactly right. Unbelievable. And so my life turned out to be, you know, I have, it's been interesting. I have had been through a lot, but I have had a very interesting life. You have, and, you really and have. And I've gone through, well, the next thing I want, I am all over the place. I'm on <laughs> television everywhere. I'm here. I'm raising money. I'm getting this. I'm getting invited to that. I'm getting invited to a big event in Switzerland, Geneva, Switzerland to speak about hemochromatosis as a model for health on the internet about getting good information out there as a bad as opposed to bad information. Right. And what I was really adamant about is a patient. I'm a patient. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a research scientist. I know the things that they don't know because I've lived it. Right. But I am not someone that's going to say I know all about this in terms of the technical aspects of it and the human you know, chemistry and everything is because I'm not the doctor. I'm not a research scientist. Right. But I will tell you, 
It is always the patient who seems to affect change because they push, because they want to know and get to the bottom of what's going on. Right. And you see that in, in TV shows and things that people have been through and the rare diseases and the problems they've had. And that's what I did. And so, and so I was like, okay, now I want to let everybody know I wasn't making a bunch of money doing this. I mean, mm -hmm. I was living like pauper. And in my little organization, we grew, we had a, about a $400,000 revenue stream. I started my mom's table, didn't have wow. a damn dime. Mm. And then I gave it, my, my purpose was in philosophy as the chairman, the founder of the organization, we would give 90%, 90% of everything we took in would go to a program or help benefit someone in some way. We mm. weren't going to be spending it on administrative you now we were going to no, I, that's great yeah because that's i had great. seen with united way and i will say the united way um you know i worked in dc for years and i had an office in, when i was became a consultant in alexandria and they were what three blocks over and they got raided twice by the fbi for fraud and they have a private jet now i saw oh. jets they had about an eight million dollar private jet they don't need no damn private jet what no. they need is people to benefit the people. Right. That's Absolutely. what you do. That's what you do, Terry. Right. And right. and so, and unfortunately in Washington, I knew so many people that went up there with great intentions that wound up getting what we call the Potomac fluke. Yep. yep. They're important. Yep. They're, everything's done for them and they get, uh, and I won't give any names out. Right. Uh, uh, here, bless you ask, but I've had people I've dealt with that you know you see on your TV and and I even had lunch with Nancy Pelosi once that was hysterical oh okay. wow <laughs> I won't go any more than that it was yeah hysterical. we won't yeah yeah you will but but this is where I would what I was because Menlo Park was in California in San Francisco and what I was able to do was to be able to bring out stakeholders and interested parties who had something they had patients they had the doctors they had the hospitals the blood center. And then I get a call one day out of the clear blue from the Surgeon General. Mr. Alexander, would you please come to Bethesda and be on a, you know, and testify in front of the Blood Safety and Availability Committee? We're thinking about using the blood. Remember when I told you I yep. use the blood? How I about said, that? Yeah. It was Dr. David Satcher. He was a wonderful man. He was a, a, a first uh, African-American Surgeon General, a really nice guy. Very super nice man. He was a doctor. He had a big heart and he, he did a lot of good things. And Dr. Satcher says, Randy, he says, can you make a case in front of this board so we can get this changed so we can utilize the blood because it's not toxic? And everybody thought it was toxic and it was tainted. And we were right. during the AIDS right. crisis in the 80s, the 90s, you know, right. it was AIDS. So people were scared. They were very, very, very scared. Well, when you get blood taken, why for? Why? Why? Why has he got AIDS? Right. You know, I had all this stuff going in my mind. And when, remember, I told you I had all the, the blood therapy. Yep. Well, I wore a short sleeve shirt one time in the summer and my arms were black and blue. And I heard this lady and we were, I think it was Hamar or someplace. And they said, he must be a drug addict. That's what they think. That's terrible. But yeah, that's what they think. Yeah. And yep. so, you know, this, these things happen. There's a lot. I'm a pretty tough guy. I I got a good sense of the side, but you know, I've been beat up a lot. I don't probably know crap. I'm it sorry. sounds like it. Oh because, my gosh. Because if I had Terry, I would have been dead a long time ago. Yep. And I couldn't have affected change and done things. When I went to Switzerland, going back to that, mm. I was invited. My wife and I flew to Geneva. It was we they paid for it and everything. My organization That's made great. a big speech, twenty five hundred doctors there. And I was introduced as uh, Randy S. Alexander, MD. And I thought, ooh, that's a touchy one. I'm not an MD. Right. And I said, so I says, well, let me first of all say, my name is Randy S. Alexander. I MD, but not a medical doctor. And of course, I was like, what? 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 I was the only person that was not an MD there. Okay. Right. I bet. And it was written up in a journal, a medical journal. I says, however, I am an MD in the sense that you can say MD, because I am most determined to educate you on what is my biggest passion in life. I got a standing ovation. There you and, go. And <laughs> so, so I thought to myself, that doctor that told me I was going to die and that right, right. I said, oh my gosh. Okay. Yep. 
look at look at this. Look right. what I did. And 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 what we're doing now is like what you're doing is is uh, the podcasting with technology. Yep, is tremendous. It's powerful. It puts a power in your hands to be it able does. to communicate, yep. communicate, yep. and to talk with like-minded people and to help educate. And you know, and as long as we can, we're able to be able to communicate on on these platforms and technology, and hopefully not being censored. That's another story. However, getting the word out about things is helping the people to cope with problems that have stuff that would have destroyed people's lives. My grandmother told me before she died, she says, I'm so glad what you did. And she says, you saved millions of people. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, And you were the only one that had the guts to go out and do it. People think about doing it. They talk about doing it. But they don't get up and go and just take that first step. Well, I'm a scrapper. (laughs) That's got blood in me. And I'll tell you what, oh, yes, don't you tell me I can't do it. Right. I've done things when I was a kid. I learned how to fly an airplane when I was 13. You know, did you? Wow. Yeah. I watched Max airplanes and got interested in aviation. My dad had got me an airplane ride and then I decided, oh, I wanted to go to Embry Riddle, which was a very prominent. It was a small school back then. It was a little institute, but it is the world's leading. It's Harvard of the Sky, what was termed when I was there. Time magazine came out and did an article called Harbor of the Sky. And I was very active there. I did a lot of things. And people said, you know, I, you know, I almost ran over a kid on a bicycle and on the road and saw sand in Daytona Beach. And I said, what the heck? What, why isn't there, a, you know, a median or a sidewalk? And they said, well, we don't have the money, blah, blah, blah. And then I had a, a management professor said to me, he, he said, I says, I've got to do something about this. And he goes, well, you can't fight City Hall. And I go, yes, you can. <laughs> really? Wait a minute. Okay. I'm a student. Right. I just got out of the Air Force. And I thought, wait a minute. I'm supposed to be here to learn things. Right. And what I do is learn things by doing. And I, I didn't get major good grades. No. I was a C student, ladies and gentlemen. And Terry, that's another dark secret you pulled out of me. <laughs> so, but anyway, <laughs> but I got stuff done. And I right. got, listen to me. You know what I did? What? what I I didn't mean to say, listen to me, that was me. What I was meant to say is, listen to this. I spent four years as a student and alumnus. That's why I got that award, because I went to the governor, Bob Graham of Florida, and got the money for road path, bicycle path, roadway improvement in Daytona Beach in front of that for like three miles. Wow. The wow. mayor of Daytona says, I don't know how you did this, but this you deserve this award. Right. And, right. And people had said, you can't do it. You can't do it. You can't do it. Well, the people I said, really? You just wait. And I did. Yeah. And, See, uh, they didn't even try. They just say you can't do it. Well, exactly. they didn't even try. That's exactly right. It's like what what and what you, you're saying, be bold, not old. Right. Be bold, no matter what your age, because you can do yep. so much. And then the satisfaction and the things I found it, and I've learned something the hard way. Yes, when I was younger, <laughs> I chased money. Oh, yes. Right, I'm going right. to have a Mercedes. I'm going to have a Rolex watch. I'm going to sell Gulfstream jets. I'm mm-hmm. going to fly around the world. I'm going to have $300,000 a year. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And what was all that? It was all, it was money and material greed. Right. And then, and then when I said, well, I felt that people who were depressed, or on the street that they did were lazy to want to work or they need to stop feeling for themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what happened to me? Everything, if it happened for my mom, I would have been on the street. I had oh. depression. I almost right. killed myself. I attempted suicide because wow. of the pain was so great and the criticism from the family and friends and they didn't understand. Yeah. And it, it becomes to a point you can't bear. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to pull myself out of that because there is a fire and I want your viewers to know this. There is a fire that rests inside of you. Every one of you, there's a fire there. And you have got to pull down and get into that fire. And you can do fantastic things, fantastic things with your health, fantastic things with things that you th- can't do. Like, I would like to write a book. We'll go write a book. Right. One page a day. Right. One year, you got a book. Okay. There are many things that people can do. They don't 
realize that they are capable of doing because we're living in a negative world where everything is negative, negative, negative. Right, right. And I grew up in a negative household. My dad, unfortunately, he had hemochromatosis. He suffered. He didn't know what it was. There was nothing. I was the one that came around and literally helped change the world with it, myself and many other people. It wasn't Randy Alexander who figured this out and was all smart and wonderful. No, it was I was Randy Alexander who said, what the hell are we going to do? Pull people together, got the experts together, got them at a table or got them funding or did whatever I had to do. And right. then we had a plan and we had a focus and then we went after it. And, and I'm doing that now. I'm doing that now because in the background of the hemochromatosis, I have also factor five Leiden. Two years ago, I had a major blood clot, almost killed me. Uh, and then last year, a year and a half ago now, because I've been in, going into remission about a year, I had a very aggressive cancer. It was called anaplastic large cell lymphoma. Hmm. And they think it is environmental. It could have been caused by Roundup, glyphosate. Well, you know what? My cancer, they say the same thing, that ah. it might have been caused from other toxins as well, but Roundup yes. was one of the biggies yep. that they say caused. I had large cell, large B cell lymphoma, uh-huh. which is yep. very curable, but they say it's from Roundup. They do. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, the, the, the sad, the scary part of everything that we're talking about, you know, is that I decided when I was laying in the bed, I was dying. I says, I'm not going to leave my wife. And she had already went out and bought. I didn't know that, but she bought a dress for the funeral. Everybody, my doctors even were shocked when they saw me. They go, oh my Randy. Gosh. I said, why everybody looked at me so funny? Because we didn't think you were going to make it because you were so bad. I mean, I had been through one thing after another, after another, after another. I had, a, I had an autoimmune disorder, which was causing a lot of pain. We thought it was rheumatoid arthritis, but it was mm. part of this that triggers part of my cancer that I had. And, and Terry, things can happen quickly. People need to very pay very close attention to their health. This day and age, because of what we're breathing, what mm-hmm. we're drinking, what we're eating, yep. what we're wearing, what you're cleaning stuff with. Oh, that was everything a has toxins in it. Almost everything. So when yes. your body gets to a certain point, boom, you're on overload. Well, the one thing that I should have realized and I didn't, I used to color my hair every every like six weeks tops, five mm-hmm. to six weeks. And near the end, before I was diagnosed with my cancer, when I put the color on my hair, on my head, I would I would get this metallic taste in my mouth. Yes, yes, yes. It should have been a big red flag. Oh, my God, stop that. What do you do? I just didn't. Because you think, oh, it's not going in. It's going right in through your pores. It's getting right into your system. You're now, exactly right. Being said, not every, it's not toxic for every woman. Mm-hmm. Because I know 90-year-olds who still color their hair. But it was for mm-hmm. me. And that mm-hmm. was a big red flag that I did not pay attention to. It mm-hmm. took other things to happen that I finally found the cancer and we found it pretty early. But that should have, you know, right away, I should have said, because I've been coloring my hair for years and there was never any taste in my mouth. And now all of a sudden there was. So well, I yeah. had a I had a pet scan. I had a cat scan, excuse me, three weeks early and then I got really bad sick and then it was only a little over three weeks and the doctor says, you just had a scan, you're fine. And I go, I feel horrible. And then he looked at me, he says, wow. you don't look good. And he sent me down to, for a stat scan, you know, right now they got me in there and I was eat up with cancer. Wow. Wow. It's crazy, isn't half- it? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. it's crazy. So people need to pay attention to their health. They need to pay attention to the body, their intuition, and don't go in there to a doctor and say, tell me what's wrong with me. You need to have an understanding of how you feel, what your body is doing, what, 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 what is happening. It's like you said, the metal metallic taste. Yeah, exactly. If there's something that is a big red flag, document it and tell somebody. And if somebody says it brushes you off and says, well, my doctor did, because when I first went in, I went in because I was very, very tired. So I'm 66 years old. I'm extremely tired. I told her I need an hour and a half nap every day. I I was always tired, but I never had to take a nap. So she did blood work. She said, oh, you're low in iron. All you need is iron. So she starts giving me iron. Now, first of all, any doctor that looks at anyone 60 or older and doesn't think cancer right away, especially saying I'm that tired, 
I don't know what's wrong with them. That should be your not. And in fact, my my daughter's a woman that works for her just got diagnosed with cancer. She's been seeing her family doctor for five months and he's been treating her for all kinds of crap. She went out to California to visit her daughter, got sick. They took her to the ER. They did a CAT scan and they said, we're sorry to tell you you have cancer. Now, she's been going to her family doctor for four to five months with all the complaints and the doctor is not picking up on anything. When anyone 60 and over, especially comes in with complaints, you need to consider cancer. You need to do some testing. So now she might be stage four. She might not make it. Oh, I wow. luckily went back in because after three months and there's nothing happening, I felt a lump. So I went back in and you should have seen my doctor's face. She was horrified because she knew she should have done more testing. She knew well, she was, you know, she didn't say anything. But when I said there's a lump here and then she sent me for more tests and it was cancer. She got really upset because she was older than me. She should have known better. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing of it is, is that it's the arrogance. It's the air level that they know can know it all. And it's right. not all doctors. And fortunately, there's a lot of young doctors, young people that I knew that went to medical school and they were very interested in what, what I went through. And I told him, he says, what, what makes, would make me a good doctor in your opinion? I says, you would listen, listen. Yeah. And right. I will tell you something else. You're in the point you brought up about the cancer. This probably is going to shock a lot of people. <clears throat> and we learned this. And I also, ha it happened to me with my cancer. Cancer must have a good source of iron in order to survive and proliferate. Wow. So wow. if you've got a lot of cancer, and what do they do? Just what you said. They give you the iron pills. Okay. So, it, it, and that's not the heme iron. That's the, that's the, you know, crap iron you winds up in your right, body. That, right. You know, it's, it's not good. Right. But what it is, if it gets in your system enough, it's enough to keep it going and feed it. And what I have determined, what I have found, and what saved my life, um, it wasn't the chemotherapy. It wasn't the chemotherapy. I had to have something done very quickly because it was so aggressive. Right. They get helped it to stop it, to get it, you start it, you know, to turn right. it on. But what really turned me around, and you're talking about being tired, is exactly what I was going through. I was I was sleeping 20 hours a day. Mm. And and my wife says, Randy, what's wrong? And I says, I just can't keep awake. And you have ivermectin is what really turned me around. Really? I took the, yes, I took horse pace. I, oh. I drove in my car and I was sick as a dog. And I says, God darn it, I'm going to get me some freaking ivermectin. Wow. And it was something that was starting to come out. It was right. something that, that were, they were keeping it, as we know. Right. Keeping it out of the body. Oh, no, that'll kill you and everything. I go over to the tractor supply. My sister used to have horses and she used to give them some, pay something for parasites. And I go, wait a minute. Right. Talking right. about somebody says about parasites. And that's gross. Not like parasites. I got any parasites, you know. You know, I'm take care of myself and I'm clean. Well, anyway, people, cancer parasites is really a big reason for most cancers. And the ivermectin, it gets in there and helps you to kill it and clean it out. Ah, and, how about that? And mm. ivermectin's been around for like 80 years. It's nothing new. But the no. problem of it is is that there's no money in it. There's no money. Yep, yep. All <laughs> medical decisions today are made according to money. I've been a victim of some of their doing things that didn't need to be done that now, like for instance, because I had lymphoma the one time, mm -hmm. two years later, they did a CAT scan, maybe as a checkup. I can't remember why I had it. They found that my lymph nodes in my right side were a little bit enlarged. So they wanted to go in and do another biopsy. And mm -hmm. they did one the first time. So I thought, no big deal. Well, the thing is, they were so small, they had to go in there twice. So one doctor put a little wire through the lymph node so that the next doctor could cut it out. Well, when they did that, they nicked something or did something. Oh. And now I have lymphedema on my whole right leg, which Ooh. means my whole leg is like 8% bigger than my left. And my feet swell where I can't even get into my shoes. No. I, there's, I can only wear certain sandals. 
I put a sneaker on and my foot's bulging out and up. It's never going to go away. I will have that forever because they just wanted to do it because it was money. They should have said, let's wait and see, because later on, my cancer doctor said, oh, yeah, a lot of times I see enlarged lymph nodes when someone has a hip replacement and I had just had a hip replacement. So oh. why didn't she say to me, let's wait? Because they want to make money. They don't want to wish. That's exactly they right. Figure, what's the harm? But the harm is now I'm living with lymphedema probably the rest of my life. That's the harm. Well, my doctor, my hematologist, who my doctor, Dr. Patty, he, he's a wonderful man. Very smart. Wonderful. And, you know, there's only certain treatments that by law that a doctor, a hema, a, a, you know, a colleagist, hematologist can treat cancer with. And that is right. chemo, is radiation, yep. and stem cell therapy. And the reason is it's got so expensive. Now, you know what my chemo costs? I had six treatments. Do you know what that chemo cost me? No, well, it didn't what? cost all me. It right. cost $700,000. That's ridiculous. I know, ridiculous. It was yeah. unconscionable. Yeah. And that's why, ladies and gentlemen, I hate big pharma. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. Why? Because they're sucking us dry. Yeah. And, and, and in the United States, and I saw this and, and I questioned this long ago, is why are we spending in the United States and doing the research for all these drugs and then every place else? It's cheaper. You go right. to Canada, it was cheaper. Right. You go to Mexico, it's cheaper. Why did they want you to go to, to, to Mexico for treatments that are non, you know, protocols are not the, you know, what they want. Right. The drug companies want. It is because they don't want the dadgum competition. Right. That is what it's about. Right. And it's all I, about money right now. And it's sad. I don't know when it changed, but it's all about the money, not the patient anymore. No, They're yeah. ne they don't care whether you live or die. It's like you're just another number to them. They don't care. That's yeah. why you have to be your own advocate. And I always have been. I'm yeah. my own advocate. I'm the one I read my test. I do some research. What does this mean? What does that mean? I've done that since I've been in my 30s. That's I've always why, been. Yeah. Terry. That is why you're alive. Yes, right. Absolutely. And, and you know what the other thing it is? Yep. Is the real power is you thought, you think for yourself. Yeah. People yep. think for, for yourself. yourself. Right. Don't let somebody doing the thinking for you. No. Nope. Do not let that happen. No. Nope. You know, um, it just, you can not, you cannot be a person that's going to say, well, I'm going to a doctor and I'll take whatever they give me and do this. Because if you do, you're going to be done gone. Yeah. In this yeah. day and age, I'm fighting with Spartan Regional Hospital here. They have been horrible to deal with. They are making their employees. They, they try to get them all to get the COVID shot. And right. then they, then they discriminated against them. Want to do testing. The people wouldn't do it. And uh, it was instrument instrumental, I was, in getting a few uh, employees to file lawsuits against them a couple weeks ago. Yeah, good. Now, they stopped their mask mandate. You know, oh, why? And I walked in with a shirt yesterday because I'm not putting up with it. I got a shirt that says, don't ask to mask. And on the back, it says, I will not comply. Oh. And then they sent, they sent a letter to my chart, which is, you know, my medical records to all my doctors. They says. Oh, that's this guy. You know, he's got a big mouth. He gets on podcasts. He raises hell. He gets people, you know, come. I'm right, swamped. Be careful. I'm swamped. Yeah. 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 There, we all need to be that way. We yes. all need to be that way. And all the employees are coming up there saying, Randy, Randy, we are seeing the people. This is cancer center. We're seeing people who were remission, who took the shot, who are now back in cancer, who are dead. Oh. Sad. They are yeah. seeing that. And, yep. and, and you got to be careful because I'm telling you, the CDC protocol is in this hospital has a lot of lawsuits and they're going to lose every damn one of them. They're going right. to lose them all. And they're multi-million dollar lawsuits. And one went viral here in South Carolina a year ago right. where the family wanted them to do the ivermectin and the hydroxychloroquine. And they said, no, that was poison. We're not doing it. We're going to give you, put you on remdesivir and right. we'll give you the shots and all the boosters and then we'll put you on a respirator. And then when was died. that ever the case? In the past, the doctors were always willing to try different things. There was never, ever one protocol and only one protocol. This is ridiculous. And guess what? They're getting money. They're getting paid to do that protocol. And so also there being, you go. What does that mean? And they're Follow also being, the money. Exactly. That's exactly. And the whole world, I did an interview with another show 
not long ago. And I said, you know, it is all about money. And I got yep. hundreds of people responding saying, oh, you're so right. And it is true. And the other thing of it is, is that like many politicians in Washington are being blackmailed. I knew that years ago. I yeah. knew that yeah. years ago. Yeah. Okay. And there's many ways to do it. And then one of the things that the doctors are going through, the good doctors, well, the insurance companies are coming down and saying, you're, we're going to sue you. We're yanking your insurance. You're not going to be able to practice. And we're going to sue you. And then they get the, M, you know, the American Medical Association, the scam artists they are. That's another story. Right. <laughs> I've experienced these people, this, these situations and all these, quote, googers that are in it for the money. Yeah. And is it pure, plain, yep. simple? And if you, and, and my doctor, my primary care doctor is, he hit flat, told me, he says, they were going to, they wanted to put me, put me out of business. They want to put me out of business. They do. They do. Because I was giving them ivermectin. And I went there one day and they said, we can't give it to you. And I said, why not? Well, we can't talk about it. But why not? And I knew. I said, yeah. That's what I knew. I know what's going on here. Yep. It was yep. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of the Carolinas. Yep. And then it was other ones. And I won't go into it. But I think my doctor is going to retire. I know of other doctors. My hematologist is retiring. Their people are getting out of it and yep. going to functional medicine. I love functional medicine. Love it. Love it. So yep. I'll be happy because it's hard finding a good doctor that does functional medicine. So I'll be very happy when they leave the regular medicine and go over there. That'll well, be Well, we have in Spartanburg in South Carolina, if anybody knows where, and we're famous, actually, that's where most all the BMWs, the, the, the uh, SUVs are made. Down the <laughs> 1,400 BMWs a day. And I said, that can't be right. And he said, 1,400 a day. And I go, what? And it's wow. helped our community. I remember when they came in here and announced it, it was like Disney World in Orlando. You know, it's right. given a tremendous amount of, of good in, in our community and pride. And, you know, they people make good money and they're doing good. But the thing of it is, is I think I just lost my train of thought, <laughs> which is probably because um, I'm going to be 68 next year. But there no. we go. What do you hey, think? even younger people what do you lose think? their train of thought. It's the chemo. I got I got a chemo brain. I, that's right, right, right. There you go. Blame it on I that. Said, Absolutely. It's chemo brain. And what what I did get out of this, unfortunately, and I'm alive and I'm, you know, I'm still able to chat up a storm. Right. But I have chemotherapy induced neuropathy. And one of the things I didn't get that, that, thank God. Yeah. I have that. And I have a couple of things. One of the things I am doing as I've been on these shows, is that I research and go out and look for products or services, something that is of great value that actually works, something mm. that helps people. Right. And, and I try it and I look at and I came across a product that's called uh, well, P2 Probiotics or P-Square Probiotics, Heather says, say P-Square Probiotics. It is a natural cleaner and it's a spore probiotics. It has no chemicals. And she's had a hard time getting it out into the marketplace for many years because the retailers don't want it because it'll put all everybody outside of business. Yeah. It's yeah. the only thing you need. And it's non-chemical. Right. And I've used this and it literally cleans everything. And she's got a whole line of products. And um, I've been on several shows with Heather to, to get her the exposure because she's a brilliant woman who invented this because she had a health problem. She had asthma really bad. Yeah. And so, you know, you do things and are capable of doing things when you are confronted with a illness or a death of yourself, loved one or a family member, a friend, something that is really, really um, that touches your heart that will right. truly can motivate you. And, and people just don't say, well, I can't do nothing. Well, yes, you can get your rear end off the couch right, and do something. And since if you're watching this show, you are doing something because you're looking for knowledge. You're looking for information, something that's, that they can, people can look into and believe. And right. I put my name on, you know, behind certain things. It's not for the money. Yes, yeah, a couple of things. I make a little bit of money. It helps mm -hmm. my, you know, helps me with my what I'm work and it costs a lot of money to help people. When I had my my nonprofit, oh my God. Yeah, I mean, we spent hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, to try to help people. It is right. not cheap. It's no. not cheap at all. No. And and so 
I don't begrudge people if they if they have a product or especially on a podcast. It helps them do what they're doing, helps fund them. Why go down and give it to Dan Gum freaking Sam's Club or or right. um you know XYZ store and you know help help other patriots and and that's what I'm doing is I'm trying to get people to pay attention different things I would talk about and on my my website or on a show and give it a try because it works. If it doesn't work, I'll we'll get it back, buy it back from you. There's no question about it. I'm not going to be on there and saying, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, I'll get 5 million emails saying you're scoundrel, it don't work. You know, I get constant of thank you so much for what you said, what you're doing and what you found, what I've tried. And that's what we're all trying to do. That's what you're trying to do. Yep. That's what I'm trying to do. This is this is a lot of fun for me. Um, I told God, if don't take me, I'm going to do whatever you want me to do. And when I do stuff that's not money oriented, like making money, that's mm-hmm. like not greed, the doors open yep. and and things happen. Yep. And 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 I will tell you what, the good Lord upstairs, and there is a good Lord. Let me tell you, because I am a living example of someone, and I have heard this from the doctors for years. Statistically, you should be dead. There you go. Yep. Yep. Amazing. Amazing. So, well, tell, tell my audience where where your website is so they go and get more information, learn more about the products. That there's also a, a product I think called the Healy. Yeah, I got it right a, here. Yeah, and it said, "Tell us a little bit about that, and then give us your website so this they can is, go and get more information." So too. fascinating. My website. I'll leave a link. Oh my gosh, where did I just put? I just have it. Hey, here it is. <laughs> is this little gizmo here? It is a, it's wearable, it's portable. You clip it on and it is a high 5D high frequency healing device. Mm. Now, here's what it's done for me. A few years ago, if somebody had told me about this and I looked at that, I'd say, you're so full of bull. This is not true. Right. But we're all frequencies. And I have personally experienced things that I can't explain, but I know is that my body was responding to frequencies and our bodies are responding to anything like radiation. Your body, we are frequencies. Right. And so what this is able to do, it will read. It's fascinating. It's made in Germany. And, and a a physicist, a, a quantum, this is a quantum product. This is a 5D quantum renaissance machine. And it was invented by a quantum physicist monk. Monk. Wow. <laughs> think about that. Yeah. What do they think? Yeah. Okay. So we're looking at this and people are hearing about, well, we're going into another, you know, another 5D. We're going out from 3D to 4D to 5D. We're doing, and, and it's true. And and the, the things that are happening in our world and things that are happening on this planet, there's there are things if you want to look at and research it. And what I tell people, don't take anything for face value from anybody. Mm-hmm. Go research it. Go find out for yourself. But this thing has helped me with my my uh, being calmer. It has helped me get better sleep, and that was a problem because when I was on prednisone and all kinds of drugs and stuff, yeah. sleep was just a rarity. It has helped me to focus. It has helped me. My skin, and it's very fascinating. I was having people with hemochromatosis, they get sometimes if they get higher iron, you know, before they get their blood drawn, they will get cracks in their skin or little white water blisters. Mm. And I would get that. And I was having a problem with some of my skin cracking. And I thought, wow, gosh. And then this thing did a scan, it does a resonance, the evaluation of all your energies. And it comes back with certain recommendations of where you're having problems. And the two things that were coming back the most was sleep and skin issues. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. And then the night that I found this, and, and, and it's Heather, my friend Heather, who I've used her products for P2 products for years before I ever met her. She's a fascinating woman. She's very, very smart. And, and maybe one day you would be, it would be good for you to have her on your show because right. she can explain things that she is a fascinating world worldly traveled person and she is she's a scientist basically mm-hmm. this is also having a great effect and uh we are going to do a show with nick and i've been charlie ward about how this device 
is this frequency healing. And there are other frequency healing devices out there. And I'm not saying any of them. Is, this is the right. best. I'm not saying that. This right. is the experience that I have. And I really like it because there's many reasons. But the thing of it is, is that people have, who have children who are artis- autistic, they're finding that the re- frequency, the 5D quantum, 5D resonance frequencies are helping autistic children communicate with their parents and loved ones and they're calming them down. Wow. Wow. How does that, I have an, I have a cousin who has a grandchild who is, who is autistic and it's very hard for them not to be able to love on him or communicate with him only in certain ways or even be fearful. Yep. And it does with the frequencies and I think it helps elevate our frequency to be because they operate at a higher level frequency. Hmm. Now, wow. I'm not an expert on this, but here's where I'm, here's what I do know. I'm a patient. I've used it. I've used this, used this for four and a half months or a little longer to try it out before I said, I think there's something to it. Well, there's a lot to it. Hmm. And the future, Terry, I think you would agree. The future of medicine is frequencies. It's Absolutely. quantum yep. frequency. It's not the pill. No. It's not the pill. It's not no. the pill. It is food, good water, mm-hmm. fresh air, higher frequencies. That is what we all must strive to 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 have in our life. Mm-hmm. It has Correct. helped me tremendously. Yep. I agree. And I use this every night. And so my website mm-hmm. is very simple. It's and I will give you a link you can put up later. It's Randy, R-A-N-D-Y, S for Stephen, not smart. <laughs> Alexander at at dot com. It's Randy S. Alexander dot com. Now, there's a little surprise. Uh, we got a little promotion, something going on. And in your 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 audience, I would like them to go to the website, Randy S. Alexander dot com. Okay. On the front page, there is a banner. Sign up. Just your name, your first name and email. Nothing more. Because I'm I'm a stickler for for privacy, but it gets you in to sign up, and then we're having a two hundred and fifty dollar gift basket given of Heather's products with all her line of the P two products, and she is doing when she found this Healy. When Heather found this Healy, she goes, "I'm going to infuse these frequencies in my products." Oh, how about that? There you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. that's where we're else? headed. That's where and we're headed. guess what else she's coming up with? What? She has someone who's got the most awesome chocolate you ever had in your life. Mm. And it's going to be infused with frequencies. Uh, and I'm telling you, people say, that is so crazy. That's so crazy. No, right. it's not. Right. It is not. It is not. Yeah. And it, it everything is different. Your water. You can put this near and and. And there's tons of information. When you go to our website, if you go down to Healy, it's in on the health, go, go to my health section because mm-hmm. it's health, wealth, and freedom. Mm-hmm. And you go to health and you click down and down the bottom, it says Healy, H-E-L-L-Y. Click on there. It'll take you to a link. It gives you a ton of information. If you're interested, just send your, your name and email address. You're not going to be hounded. You're not going to be spammed. We do not do that. We do not believe in that. We are there to help people and to help people help one another. Because right. Terry, I think you and I both know in talking to you, and you're just a sweetheart. I just want to, can't wait. When are you going to invite me back? I hope you do. Yeah, yeah, I will. I will. Yeah. That's, that's the way to, to get, a, get, you know, get an invitation in and just. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll send you some, some uh, high fre- some frequency infused chocolate. How oh, I would that? love that. <laughs> There you go. A bribery. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it does work. It does. Yeah, there sometimes. are times when it does work. Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being my guest today, Randy. I love the fact that you're spending your time now helping other people. You want to spend your time. You're not trying to get rich. You're not. You just want to spend it helping people get information out there. And I think that's what boomers are all about. So mm-hmm. you're a great example for my boomer audience. And Hopefully they'll find something that they feel so deeply about and they'll jump in and start the same thing because it's important. We can change the world if we do this. Absolutely. And, and then you can also, when you sign up, you can send me an email 
and say, hey, I saw you and, you know, can you help me with, I've helped people find ivermectin. I've helped people with questions. I help people with hemochromatosis. You know, there's just a ton of stuff because I have such a strong background. People, doctors think that I'm, where did you go to medical school? Oh, I didn't. I lived it. I mean, school <laughs> yeah. of hard knocks, yeah. you know? And so it is, so I do, I have knowledge and I yes. don't want that knowledge to go away. That's why I'm building a website. That's why I'm adding things I'm doing. I'm doing it very slowly and methodically. Yep. And some days I'm just don't feel like, oh gosh, I need to sit and chill and be my wife. And she goes, do I have to start making appointments with you? And I go, no. <laughs> Poor thing. I'm getting a lot of, I'm getting a lot of invitations to go on shows. Nick, can I, can I say something about Nick? Yeah, go ahead. Nick Vinyamin. Nick Vinyamin, uh, you, you watch Nick. Yes. And absolutely. he is a wonderful young man. I don't know. I have not met him personally. He's in London. He's never been to the United States. He is coming over in 23. And mm -hmm. I plan to have a nice party surprise for him mm -hmm. that everybody that knows wants to be see Nick can come. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're not going to sell tickets or anything like that. We're going to fix it up to where we can meet probably in Orlando. He's going to have business down there. But Nicholas Vinyam is a wonderful young man who is doing so much good and it is people like you, Terry, who are working and networking and pulling together this, this very unique community of mm -hmm. truth tellers, you know, alternative media, if you want to call it, and, and, and getting the word out and allowing people to, to tell their stories and to offer show products or things. You know, I'm looking for stuff all the time that's going to make a difference in people's life because we're being, we're being, um, you know, kept out of so many opportunities like Heather, Heather's products were, but right. that is something that he is a great guy. I'm not trying to promote his show if you know him, but he's great. He is, um, and, and I owe a lot to him from, from giving me a platform to be able to start getting out and talking to people. Yeah. Well, that's where that we man. met. That's exactly I was listening right. and heard you. So, yep, that's where we and met. Then, and then what did you get when you when you listened to the show? Oh, well, you were giving away two silver dollars. So I man. was one of the lucky people that got one. And it's and, beautiful. <laughs> and it's worth more than a dollar. I'll yeah, tell you that. It's more than a dollar. It's 99.9% pure gold. I mean, yep. not gold, silver. <laughs> silver. Yep. Gold, you really know. Yep. But yeah. And we're because we're all we're all in this together. We're a family. It's not yep. a competitive thing. We're working together, helping each other. And I tell people about other people. I say, you know what? You know, uh, you might get a call from somebody and say, you know, I heard so and so about you, and I think we would like to talk to you. Or you never know where it's going to wind up, and it's going to be something good. Yeah, it's going to be something good because it's not. I won't have anything to do with it. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. I encourage my audience to go to your website. I hope they'll sign in for that chance to win the free package. That would be great. And we'll do this again. This has been great. Thank then you. We'll do it. Thank okay. you, Terry. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of Kick-Ass Boomers. For more information on today's guest, along with the show notes and other inspiring resources, buzz on over to kickassboomers.com. And don't forget to join our Kick-Ass community on Facebook or LinkedIn to continue the conversation. Be bold, not old.